0: Yeah, and we do have Knifey Lion Radio in the house if you'd like to meet them. (laughs) Those guys are awesome. I want
1: to meet those guys. I want to
2: meet those guys. What's up, world? Mm, That's the one. It's your boy Sway from MTV News, here to preach the gospel of playoff success to all you other hack teams who can't relate, which means we are back for episode 34 of Knifey Knifey. Lion Lion Radio, Radio. we We are the gift. gift. My name is Jonah, hoping you already follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter, where the content has been top notch and totally free. Joining me as always is the singed pork steakhouse flavor, Zach. I don't like that, but hi. (laughs) That one's gonna stick. Also joining us, after nearly murdering us after FCC's win, it's Nick from Soccer. How do you do? I do quite well. Today, we will talk about the 1-1 penalty kick decided thrashing of Nashville SC. We'll pick a... Tickle smash! We'll choose an FCC Man. of the week. And if we are lucky, the revolutionary himself, Kevin Wallace, will return to recap this past weekend of Western Conference playoff action. You thought he was done. Hmm. He might be. I'm not sure, actually, but he might not be. Then we'll cover everything else in Hopori and say goodbye. Um, for everyone who showed up to the game and didn't have some painfully whack excuse about why they weren't coming I'm looking at about 10,000 of you punks you get entrance into what was seasonally closed the John John Hark's Cave of Wonders Wonders. that's right I'm opening it back up for all you champs also KLR remains sponsored by Speedway. Speedway home of the speedy freeze the perfect treat for when it starts getting super cold outside freeze along with mother nature gaia herself with a speedy freeze
0: nick what say you still grabbing his pickle chips over there man Mm -mm -mm.
2: (laughs) my dick is now an any um (laughs) also nick you wanted to shout out a young fan son of alex nicholson now's your chance
0: this one goes out to 11 year old ben uh, who loves the James the Jungler bits. Um, so, yeah, Ben, if you're listening, this one's for you, buddy.
2: So let's go ahead and get to our recap. recap. Yeah, so... <laughs> playoffs nah uh pre-game i uh, showed myself a top cats where cincinnati soccer talk home of the weigelwater was doing a live podcast and uh our man jeff birding showed up jeff birding from the stage shouted out klr and thanks to bill wolf said he's right over there in the hat he said i don't need to say it because it's going to be the opening of the show so it's going to be redundant what i'm saying right now but shout out to jeff birding who will never hear this probably doesn't even realize it's a podcast but uh really feeling the love Zach, how you feel about that our stratospheric shout out
1: yeah we also he also retweeted your video you know we talked about it before flying a little too close to the sun but thankfully i don't think he'll ever listen so i can Still talk shit about him if I feel like it. We would
2: never. Nick, uh, you came and joined me for the end. And uh, how was it just interacting in the podcasting world in the light of day?
0: Not going to lie. I thought that there was a possibility of getting sucker punched um, amongst all those people. But everything was cool. Played out pretty well, I guess.
2: Yeah. I tried to introduce Nick to some people and he kept referring to himself as Chad. (laughs) <laughs> Sarah did say you had the, the best takes on the show And I could just see you beam with joy And you lit up like a kid on Christmas
0: Yeah, no, yeah That that was, uh, that was made my day Because I always feel like I'm probably the weakest link on this podcast So for somebody to say that Made me uh, feel alive again So Sarah, thank you I like that you specified on this podcast What
1: <laughs> other podcast are you doing, Nick? <laughs>
2: true we'll <laughs> let the cat out of the bag
1: no I'm sure that I am but the fact that I show up in person makes me more valuable
2: <laughs> um Nick said he was well we'll never know but he was thinking about showing up in person and my wife ruined it by forcing me into Halzooine you monster but uh yeah we headed over and it was game time i was a little nervous uh starting lineup this needs to be a sponsored segment just the starting lineup i won't announce it but it was the same as last week except fatay alache replaced michael Lahou who was not even in the 18 a little strange but uh kick things off in the fifth minute lasso knocking heads into some dude getting a fucking donut hole looking thing stuck to his forehead. I assumed he was concussed, but he came right back in there. Zach, what did you see when our big man Forrest lasso went down and then came out and then immediately came back in?
1: <laughs> well, I was yelling at you guys because when he came out, you know, got to, you have to come off the field if they stop the game for you. He, uh, instead of jogging the half line and waiting to come back in... He just kept running. (laughs) like kept running away. And the, one of the assistants had to grab him and tell him to turn around. I was like, this dude, he doesn't know where the fuck he is right now. That's what it seemed like. He seemed confused. Maybe there's something I don't know, but I don't know where he was going. He ran past the bench by himself and they grabbed him and told him to go back. I thought maybe he was following the trainer.
2: This is the time where someone else would make a really bad run forest run joke. (laughs) I would never do that. Um, but, uh, if they checked him for a concussion, what did they really check? Did they do a finger test and say, is your head okay? Because he was really out for about five seconds, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. But, you know, maybe he was okay.
0: I actually really uh, respect people that go into headers like that, like he always does, him and Duckle both. They, uh, they just don't care, man. They go into those, and it's bound to happen. And hopefully, uh, you know, he can still put some thoughts together up there in that <laughs> noggin of his.
2: Well, as we know, in Lass's mind, It's all out of his hands anyways. Yeah. (laughs) So he's basically just following the script. He's operating on fate. Fate alone. (laughs) Fate, family. (laughs) Fate, family, and faith. Um, But yeah, so I would say in the first half, it felt like we were kind of quietly dominating, but not actually getting any chances to show for it. All the good chances were had by Nashville. They had a couple decent ones. I don't even remember what they were in the first half for Nashville but uh we did um they had some moments
1: we had a great chance where I think Adi put the header over to play Ledesma through he took it out of the air we all thought it was going in that was a really good chance but we did dominate that first half it felt like and I thought we moved the ball really well for good parts of it but then in the final third we weren't really didn't have like the cutting edge I guess Blake Smith had a couple good crosses but then a couple bad ones too and uh There was also another time I think the whole stadium wanted Adi to pull the trigger with his left foot, and he wouldn't, and tried to get it on his right and lost the chance. That happened in the second half as well.
2: Yeah, Adi seemed, uh, I wrote that, he was too deferential. I thought he seemed to have a good game. That flick on to, to Ledesma was good. But just in general, I think everybody wanted him to, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I don't know. Just have a go. No one be mad at you. Same with Ledesma. He passed up a uh, patented Ledesma, and I think that was kind of baffling. And I started getting nervous at that point. And uh, just as the game went on, the longer it went, zero zero. You know, the nerves started setting in. Nick, what were you thinking? I know you were getting a little nervous.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking the experiences that I've had all these years of always playing soccer. Like, there's this these games where it gets so frustrating because you can score. The other team is pulling back and they're being really compact and they're really preventing any type of through balls and even shots from outside the 18 are, are usually not happening. So these games get really frustrating and I'm thinking in my head, Oh God, this is going to be one of those goddamn games where we are pretty much dominating and then they're going to score some bullshit goal and you know, it's all going to be over Um, because that always seems to be the case in games like that. But thankfully it didn't play out like that i i really thought we played well uh pretty much the whole game definitely first half just knocking the ball really well keeping possession it seems like we just couldn't find that final ball into the box and i think it, a lot of it has to do with nashville man they just kept getting back and getting compact and shutting down his really dangerous lanes around the goal
1: we were talking in the first half we felt like we had to score in that first half we had it felt like we had so much momentum and they weren't putting shit together in Nashville. And the sun was like glaring in their keeper's eyes. We're like, man, we really need to capitalize on this. And yeah. We thought like, man, just pepper the goal with shots from outside the 18. But like those just weren't open. But you would think like between Nazmi, Ledesma, Corbin, all guys who can shoot from distance, uh, but none of them really got a look.
0: Well, I remember the Richie one. You and I talked about if we were. I started kind of laughing because you know Richie had this chance just to blast it, and of course it was on his right foot, and he just <laughs> he like looks at the goal, and then you can just see he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna take this," and just plays the ball wide, and I really kind of like really just. Was the summary of pretty much the time during regulation?
2: Um, the second half, I rewatched the highlights, and we didn't really have much to show for second half highlights. And there was a lot of Nashville highlights. They had a point blank shot that went went into uh, Spencer Ritchie's chest, and they had another one. Uh, a guy curled one that had uh, Spencer Ritchie completely beaten. That hit off the crossbar. That looked like that was going in for sure. So they definitely had the better of it chances wise in the second half. I am still hoping we could steal one at the end. Kenny Walker, who came in, ripped a shot from distance that uh, was probably going wide. But uh, Pickens full extended to swat that away. That would have been like the 93rd minute or so. But uh, yeah, so by the end, they were just hanging on. And then, you know, it started to play out like your worst fears were going to happen. But uh, early into Extra Time, Corbin Bone, if you watch it, it was... Jimmy to Kenny or Kenny to Jimmy. I think it was Jimmy to Kenny yep. and then to Corbin Bone, the three originals and uh Corbin Bone. Like he's been doing the past couple of weeks, just took the game by the scruff of his neck, just just cut by the guy a little bit, got a little bit of space and fired one into the corner. It was glorious. Uh Nick lost his mind. I mean, I did too, but you know. Nick was out for blood, <laughs> for friendly blood and uh, uh then we just had to hold him down for a while. It looked like we were going to do that. And uh, we can go back to the goal in a second. But then in the second extra time, they uh, got a scruffy goal, a deflected goal that floated over Richie's head. And uh, wow, we lost any semblance of momentum we had. Uh, Well, one, I'll say all three subs I thought played really well. Um, I was was, uh, looking forward to Jimmy probably more than I had in a long time. I was like, you know what? i feel like this is jimmy time
1: yeah it really was because in that second half we had kind of like stalled out it felt like you know we were all a little scratching our heads a little when lahood wasn't in the 18 which i guess like i think i was maybe doubting how ready richie ryan was but when he came in he was great too and i thought kenny played a fantastic game when he came in aside from his blocked corner kick but um he was really i thought he was really good and uh yeah, and Jimmy was great too. I wasn't sad to see him come on the field at all. And they combined for that goal. Nick, after Nashville scored, though,
2: how are you feeling? Deep down, what was your true, your true being, your true person, as uh, Frankie Haddick would say? What was that true person <laughs> feeling at that moment?
0: It was very similar to the Red Bulls game um, and the U.S. Open Cup. That's that had a very similar feeling. This sinking feeling of oh god here it is here we go and i'm not going to lie there was always a part of me because we scored in like pretty early on in the in the the first overtime there was a part of me that thought nashville's going to score i just it just they're that team with us this year they just they always seem to find an answer whenever we put something up on the board and and vice versa so and of course, it just the most obnoxious thing about it was their goal. It seemed to, at least, it appeared to me that it was kind of deflected, like it was almost a little flub over the corner. No, to it was the, definitely the deflected. Corner. Yeah, I mean, it, how annoying is that? Is like it just was the perfect deflection to go into top corner. And uh, oh god, but I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, but I definitely thought, motherfucker, this is this is how it's all going to play out, and that sucks. But
1: so going into the Minnesota penalty shootout. I had no confidence whatsoever. I just, you know, I felt like that game was over. But last night, for some reason, I was like, Spencer Ritchie, I trust him more than their keeper. I think, I don't know why, maybe because he had two great saves during the game, and um, Pickens had the one, like, near fuck-up where Adi put him and the defender under pressure, and they almost fucking cocked it up. But, uh, yeah, I just felt like going in the penalty shootout, I was like, man, we fucking, we got this for sure. And I think I said to you guys, I expect Adi, Jimmy corbin bone kenny and welshman I, I assume those were our penalty kick takers and then i was in for a fucking <laughs> huge <laughs> huge surprise
2: well it's funny that uh the keepers had nothing to do with the right <laughs> the shootout at all i don't know if any of them ever touched one watching them back three plays i realized how off i was and where like the penalties went like from my angle i thought like so many of them that i thought were top corner ended up being like straight down the middle, the middle yeah including lassos which lassos was dangerously close to getting uh kick saved <laughs> yeah. kick saved but uh before we get to the penalties i don't uh, the ref was uh bothering me for some dumb reasons um i pointed out that yeah. i thought he was smiling too much at the wrong moment <laughs> like when players were like upset about something or had like a valid complaint he had this like dumbass grin on his face and i just were like wipe that fucking smile <laughs> off your face bro and then he um i don't remember was it the end of First extra time or second, he, he cramped up and uh, had to stop to get water and then was, like, stretching and, like, showing his butt to our side of the field.
1: He didn't add any time for that. No, and he, Koch was giving it to him, like, what the fuck, dude, come on. And he shows him his watch, like, he's like, I'm holding the time, but. Yeah, clearly he wasn't. He added none. No. That must have been in the second half of extra time after Nashville had equalized. Yeah. Otherwise Koch wouldn't have been upset, but yeah, he didn't add a second. The ref didn't have a great game. There was, there was one really great tackle. I don't know if it was Kenny or someone that got called for a foul. And then one where he was smiling fucking ear to ear was when Nazmi clearly got fouled clearly in the first half, I think, and was pretty upset about it. And that's when he's like grinning and smiling. And then there was a time where Koch was, giving it to the uh the guy on the line the fourth official and uh puts his hand on the guy's shoulder and the guy like jumps back like (laughs) what the fuck man don't (laughs) touch me and i was like chill the fuck out man that's i think uh, (laughs) i'm sure i scream, like hit him catch well yeah I, i should point out that there was that moment where
2: uh Koch picked up the ball on the sideline and the Nashville player kind of like grabbed it from him. And they had like a two second tussle. <laughs> and I think us three were the only ones in the stadium. <laughs> we all stood up and
1: started screaming. Oh, the fuck hey! Get the fuck off, Coach!" And no one else like no, even but, yeah. budged. Like, yeah. And then yeah. Koch and the guy like hugged it out. Yeah. We're they like, were, <laughs>
2: <laughs> there were I didn't recognize a lot of people. I don't think a lot of the regulars bought seats around me. I don't think they were prepared for uh, our incredulity, for uh, just minor things that were happening on the field. But uh, yeah, I was you know I was pretty worked up. I was ready to go. I was ready to run down there and fight somebody. We can go back to the game, but let's just keep moving along to the penalties themselves. Yeah, there were some, um, we already pointed them out, some random penalty takers. The ones I had the least confidence in, <laughs> who I'm happy that I was proven wrong, were Hoyt, I would have bet, Pretty much anything, Hoyt was not going to make his penalty. And uh, he felt like a skier to me. And um, other people were saying they assumed Lasso was going to sky it, king of the long balls. But uh, no, everybody made theirs. And then finally it took a national player sky- skying his. We celebrated too early. If you rewatch the broadcast, the cameras don't show it at all, so it doesn't seem as ridiculous. <laughs> Luckily, they saved uh, saved some face, because that would have been an embarrassing video. I should mention, uh, after we all saw this, and it's also not on the broadcast, which is upsetting, Hoyt uh, makes his penalty, and as he's passing, the uh, Nashville guy, I don't know, whispered some shit to him. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean,
1: he, he stared him down the whole way, and just like... <laughs> i don't know what he said it was fucking incredible. probably something with governor in it but it was, uh, it was incredible <laughs> that guy made it though
2: <laughs> and i <laughs> i couldn't remember the order i was like was he the dude who miss? because that'd be a fucking baller
1: no. but no, nah, that guy made it and they buried it no. what were you gonna say so they were up they're up five four when lasso steps up so he <laughs> for his lasso if he misses we lose the game and I just like, I mean, I feel bad. I'm sorry, us, but I was like, oh god, oh god, no. Like, <laughs> ironically, yeah. I was like, that was you? your come to Jesus yeah. moment. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But then I was like, these guys, they must have. This must have been decided at training. It's also about who wants to take one. Probably some yeah. guys must not. I mean, Corbin Bone must not one. want to take him, or Kenny too. Kenny not in the top five. Yeah, uh,
2: he was. That's true. He's an extra one.
1: Welshman, yeah. striker. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, they obviously, they all practiced them. They all felt confident. And they all fucking did it when they were under pressure. So, you know, fuck me. But uh, I was <laughs> definitely very nervous when he was walking up to take it. Nick, before I keep going, you have any, what were your thoughts during
2: the penalty shootout? Any random <laughs> spare thoughts?
0: I mean, if you were going to tell me that we were going to win in pony kicks, but that was going to be like that, that is like probably one of the most painfully excruciating scenarios and, and PKs when both teams are just sinking every shot because the way that I thought about it was, okay, this is like you mentioned earlier, this isn't about the keepers. The keepers didn't seem to be playing too big of a role in it. And what it was going to come down to is someone's going to hit the post or gonna, they're going to hit it over. and That's, that's my thought and Of course, being from Cincinnati, I was thinking, okay, here comes Forrest Lasso. This is the one that goes over right here. For whatever reason, just felt kind of more intense than the Chicago Fire shootout to me because we had Mitch made some saves early on, and it it felt like we had a little bit of control over that one where this one was just like it was just going to take someone fucking up. Thankfully, it was was them. So um, I totally agree with Zach, though, Um, some of those PK kickers. I was just thinking to myself why haven 't we seen Corbin Boone or Kenny Walker yet? I
2: watched their Nashville take theirs. I watched with my the live action, and when it was ours, I watched the big screen. It was my way of detaching myself <laughs> just uh took myself out of it a little bit, and it helped it helped a little bit and uh obviously it i don 't know i 'm probably the reason that they won i didn't <laughs> i didn 't jinx anything. I will say. The Chicago Fire one, I mean, besides uh, Schweinstagger, I mean, what were all of them kept him on the ground and within <laughs> striking distance. I don't think Mitch would have saved any of these. Uh, sometimes there's just nothing you can do.
0: They were hitting some just very, very well placed PKs. There's no doubt about it. I think Richie and guessed, guessed like, right just, twice. Just like yeah, just matter. like Richie didn't. Yeah, I mean that first one, Spencer guessed right and everything, but he, the guy just placed it with you know, absolute precision, and he crushed it up in the top right corner. Uh,
2: the other big part of the penalty shootout, and I guess the whole game was it was fucking super windy. Uh, ball was moving for almost every PK ticker, and they had to replace it. I liked when the Nashville guy's ball rolled three times, and he was just, like, getting booed
1: horribly for, <laughs> for the wind blowing his ball. Like, come on, bro. There was, a, <laughs> there was two times during the game, and one of them was Ledesma, of course, where the ball rolled away. And he was taking a corner and then Nashville had the same thing and they both like put their arms up to the ref like like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, yeah, I don't know what Ledesma was. <laughs> what could the ref have possibly done for him at that
2: moment? Ref, referee, <laughs> could I move 20 yards closer? Because this is ridiculous. Um, but uh, it did affect the way, if you rewatch it, the run ups some of these guys taken. Because after the ball moves twice, they end up doing these really short run ups. And I was analyzing very closely the last one because I feel like the ball was slightly moving for the guy who, who skied it, Pickens. He kicked about four of them out of bounds off of free kicks or goal kicks he might want to blame those two but
1: uh yeah I'll, i'm sure he would but after the first one he should uh, he should fucking compensate just a little bit um yeah that was fucking fantastic in the first half he just kept putting him over right in front of us you, know, you fucking idiot you know after the guy skied it kenny's ball rolled away and i was like oh god come on man don't let it skin your head <laughs> oh and forrest lasso his walk-up was casual as hell wasn't it like his stride up to the ball. I feel like he just. So like, was Kenny's. Yeah,
2: Kenny just like took a couple of re- regular steps, and then took like two slightly faster ones. And uh, but yeah, like we said, there was the one before that. Was it Lasso's that the fall celebration? I feel like Jimmy was the one who led the.
1: Yeah, it was that was Jimmy. I <laughs> think he just
2: wants to be first in like the celebration <laughs> photo. <laughs> that strikes me not to get all Brad Rusin on you guys, but like <laughs> Jimmy's like, all right, I'm gonna be the first one to jump on him. I'm gonna get in all the pictures. But yeah, so they went on penalties. GG. <laughs> Never had a doubt. One of the big takeaways of the game was Ledesma had one of his, uh, I'll call it quietest games of the year. Hopefully that means it's out of his system. And next week he can
1: start uh, firing him in. But uh, He made some good like, cross field passes, but like he didn't really, like I don't know, he didn't really attack. He'd get the ball and keep doing like these pullback moves. He was kind of bobbling finish. those and, too. Yeah, and he lost a lot of them he just like wasn't moving he always seems to like to like slow it down a little when he gets the ball and like honestly nashville like they were on top of us you couldn't one person couldn't hold on to the ball i remember every time like every time hoyt was wide open by the time the ball would reach him really on top of all of us and they're a fast team but like yeah it was ledesma's he was definitely the worst on the field last night like the one of the only people i could complain about He didn't do anything like bad, but the rest of the team did really well. I think Patty seemed a little nervous early in the first half, but um, I thought everyone had a good game. He was just off.
0: I I like the way that Nashville plays is not really conducive to how Ledesma plays because he definitely likes to get possession, kind of take control of things, and does kind of slow it down to see where the openings are on the field. But like Nashville, their whole team is getting back, and – basically compacting and shutting down all those dangerous lanes. So what he really had to do, what he was resorted to do a lot of times is just play the ball back, uh, which is very frustrating, I'm sure for someone like him. But I also noticed on the side there where we were sitting, there was a couple of times they were double teaming him. And I mean, I don't think that was coincidence. I think that was probably part of their strategy is, you know, you need to be all over this guy because he creates problems for everybody.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, I definitely – I don't mean to place any blame on Ledesma because I think he was getting double teamed a lot. And there was, I don't know if it was Koch's idea or he would just go on rogue in the second half. He started switching from side to side, like from one touchline to the other. And that seemed to like mix things up a little bit and helped. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say um, someone we didn't mention. I thought Fatay Alashe, he made himself available pretty well in that first half. I think he received a lot of balls from Forrest if I remember which is nice, sometimes like the people farther up in the midfield, their movement isn't always very good. You know, Tyler Gibson's playing the farthest back, so obviously like he's usually there to get the ball off of Forrest or Patty. but uh, I thought Alashe, his movement was really good. But for this week's smash. Um
2: <laughs> My nominees for the DECKLE SMASH, it's not really a smash, but like, it was something DECKLE was probably proud of. Um, Brandon Allen, the striker who, came, who subbed on for Nashville you know jogging by patty and patty like put a forearm into his back the guy i think they played an advantage and the guy just kind of like looked at the ref and there's no real reason for patty to do it and it just felt right like (laughs) he knows where his bread is buttered and um it's just good to see the other one possible one is lasso getting that donut hole on his head that was pretty smash worthy
0: well you remember ledesma's yellow card i don't know if you remember that foul in particular but uh it was pretty brazen. Um, he basically tackled the guy from behind, no ball at all, and he got a yellow. I don't know where we were sitting. Maybe was the angle I had, but I don't know, man. That I think that honestly that could have been, you know, in the realm of red card. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Ledesma because he really didn't do much in that game.
2: Tackle smash g- just comes with a sack of potatoes from uh, our friends at.
1: <laughs> Whole Foods. <laughs> no, that's too pricey. <laughs> Save a lot. Um, I will go with Patty's. I really like that one. I thought there's there's one we didn't mention. There's that high boot on Adi. Oh, that could have been a red card. Yeah, he went down pretty hard. Yeah, got some cleats in the chest. Bullshit, man. Um, But yeah, Nick,
2: I, I don't know. I asked your mana thing. I Ledesma didn't seem to think it was a foul, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just got to go, go with his gut there. And he's usually pretty... Forthright about that.
0: He looked like he was straight behind the guy and just took his legs out and uh didn't touch the ball at all. So I don't know man. And
2: that's soccer. Okay. Welcome to soccer. <laughs> welcome to soccer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um what happened for which one of you guys yelled out welcome to soccer? I feel like Forrest roughed somebody up. <laughs> I think
2: that I think that was a Nickism. That was me. <laughs> he said it was completely genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to soccer.
0: That's such a that's such a, that's that's a youth soccer parent. I know say I was f- I comment. fear for your
2: child because I know he's going to hear that one day on the phone
0: <laughs> Welcome
3: to soccer. Tell my kid blessed.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm a little sad speaking of Deckel and his smashness. Um I feel like if we didn't see him in this game, I'm not sure we're going to we're going to see Deckel again unless well obviously there's always a chance of injury. If if that's the last we've seen of Deckel, I'll be kind of sad.
1: Yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's a little harsh. Has Deckel done anything wrong all season? But Deckel, man, he's, his positioning was yeah, always he's, great. He's he a Cagey vet. He <laughs> wins everything in the air. He controls that whole back line. If Patty is going to be sticking around, I guess, I mean, it all makes sense. It's nothing against Patty at all, but. Hopefully, we get one more. Uh, as for this week's FCC man. of the week a
2: lot of good nominees Uh, these are the ones i wrote down i I don't think i mentioned you guys talked about it last year i said at corbin bone obviously his goal spencer Ritchie coming up with some huge saves someone we hadn't talked about at all who we've you know sometimes we give him some candy and sometimes we still candy uh blake smith i thought uh i thought he had a great game i don't really remember really negative blake smith moments to take away and uh i don't know if it's just the way they were playing he was able to get up and get back without any real problems so uh I liked I liked Blake out there
1: yeah um yeah I mentioned it while we watched the game I thought he was great especially in that first half like him and Corbin were playing together really well and um yeah I thought it was great and who's in whoever number three is on Nashville I don't know anyone's fucking name um Tucker Hume no but uh <laughs> he couldn't get anything going down Blake's side I'm but he didn't produce shit, and anytime he did, like a one on one with Blake Smith, Blake stood him up and was able to get the ball almost every time. Yeah, he had a great game. Nick, I'll make you pick first. Who do you think is your FCC man?
0: Well, um, it's a, a choice really between the three original players for me. I gotta be You can make you can make the case that Richie. Also, should be in this, but I don't know. Something about his Tony kick performance just. He, he he loses his uh, chance to be man of the week for me. Um, <laughs> Sorry, think, he's not eight foot. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Kenny Walker. Um, I, I think it's really up between him and Corbin Bone for this game. You know, Jimmy McLaughlin played great. He hasn't had a ton of playing time here recently. Um, and, you know, me and him talked about that to BMD a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, he came in, and uh, as you guys mentioned, and he – he kind of made a. He kind of was a one of the substitutes that kind of brought a spark into the game. I think he was playing some um, very reasonable balls. He was he was putting himself in good positions, and obviously contributed to our goal that he passed to Corbin Boone with that assist. Come up and and just so calm and coolly tucked that into the corner. I think he has to be the man of the week for me. What about you, Zach?
1: Yeah, for me it'd be a toss up with him and Spencer Ritchie. I think there was so much extra time and those penalties you forget. He had two saves. Uh, in that second half, they were fucking crucial. Um, we could have easily lost the game. So I'm going to give it to Spencer Ritchie. Oh, boy. Wow.
2: The pressure's really on me. I hate putting myself in this position. <laughs> um, Yeah, why not? I'll give it to Kenny Walker. He's been there from the start. He'll have the lasting moment of the game. And, um, you know, he's had some moments this year, but uh, they've been... A little more few and far between than we'd like. We've complained about his corner kicks, just justifiably so. But, uh, you know, he's like a warm blanket out there. So Corbin... No, whoops. Wow. <laughs> paging Dr. Freud. Right? <laughs> Kenny Walker my apologies Corbin I know you just popped one when you heard that bad boy Kenny Walker you're the FCC of the week I don't really know much about your relationship family status but whoever you want to spend your $50 gift card from James the jeweler Um, shout out to all our young listeners who love James the jeweler Um, my advice for you I don't know buy someone you love a tennis bracelet (laughs) they're never going out of style Corbin Bones got fucking $500 $500 worth of gift
1: cards he's going to pick up at the end of the year. Well, I was just thinking, we really talked about that game for a long, long time, but it was a good one, man. <laughs> I thought, especially compared to all the other Nashville games, we really kind of did put some things together, especially in that first half. Like, I thought we looked like, I don't know, we looked good. Yeah. And I think the players
2: knew that too. And I think it kind of hurt us in the second half because we played so well for especially like the first 30 minutes. We look like we were just going to dominate them. I was like waiting for one goal to go in. I thought it was going to be like a fucking cascade of goals. I I said, you know, Patty Barr, I was probably thinking about all those Bengals losses. They had to weigh heavy
1: <laughs> on his shoulders. <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, uh, I was telling Joe and his wife, we're <clears throat> walking back to our cars, how uh, at first I was kind of pissed the game wasn't at seven. And then when it's fucking seven o'clock and there's a tornado out. I was like, oh man, why this game is at floors. <laughs> that was a wild drive home. <laughs> I was a little scared just thank God, man. Like uh I'm sure I've said
2: I'll die for this team, but like, man, I'm not gonna die for this team. I also kept thinking I saw lightning. It must not have been it must have been like a scoreboard flash, but I thought I saw like three lightning flashes. Yeah, and I was no, like, I did oh, too. fuck, was they're gonna stop this game with five minutes in extra time. And obviously I have to wait for it but uh yeah so that was the game we'll be back next week because we move along. a silver lining would have been taking a little break <laughs> the thought crossed my mind but uh yeah but uh there was lots of playoff action going on i don't know if you guys saw any of the pittsburgh I-, I flipped it on pittsburgh riverhounds game they went into like uh seven or eight penalties it was deja vu nobody could miss i think both teams made six straight and then pittsburgh lost to the bethlehem steel Louisville won 3-1. Red Bulls obviously beat Charleston. In the Western Conference, tell you what, as usual, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We all saw Drogba's goal. They won against uh, Portland, too. Well, for a remote report from parts unknown, the secretary of the pride, tourer of the sign museum, that's a hard word, and pro-rail truther, that's right, folks, returns with a Western Conference playoff update. Is he out of Fallout Boy references? Only time will tell. So Kevin... Wherever you are, your minute begins now.
3: Okay, so, coming to you from the back of a minivan, just completely hung over here. Here's your Western Conference breakdown. Orange County beat the pants off of St. Louis for nothing. Reno upset Monarchs, called that. Reno's goalkeeper, heck of a game. They, that guy just... Ugh. He wasn't letting anything in. Uh, Phoenix, the, uh, the Friday game, had an awesome goal from Drogba. Turns out that guy is still playing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Republic, Sacramento there. They, they lost to Swope Park Rangers again. Kind of the second year in a row they've done that one. So you got Orange County and Reno. Phoenix and Swope Park facing off next. Totally screwed up on two minutes.
2: Wow. Zach, I bet you didn't even know about all that stuff that happened. Uh, Potpourri, or as I should say, this week's edition of... Potpourri. You know, didn't have really anything to talk about. I did want to mention I was getting a little annoyed at the attendance excuses that I was hearing. I heard about a dozen of them. Six of them contradicted the other ones. And um, none of them really made sense. Apparently, every fucking youth soccer team in the world was playing at 4 o'clock. And um, my favorite excuse was, it's right in the middle of the day. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's kind of how sports work. <laughs> you ever heard of the fucking Bengals, bro? 1 o'clock? Oh, my kids got lacrosse. Um, but, yeah, Zach, you mentioned as well, uh, these people got to get used to it because MLS, they got some rando times. Yeah, and I are there's going to be definitely more afternoon games.
1: We're going to have a lot of afternoon games. I mean, like the U.S. Open Cup is its own thing or whatever. But this is one of our biggest games ever. <laughs> like, it was like very, very important game. Like, it doesn't get more, you know, until the next one. But what the fuck? It's just weird. I mean, twenty thousand is nothing to scoff at. Thank God, I couldn't have handled nineteen nine. No, I <laughs> that would have looked either. a lot worse. And I don't like to obsess over the attendance or this or that, but or like, I don't know. What
2: the fuck? i wouldn't care about the attendance if it wasn't like we averaged 20 you know we set the record against rebels 2 in a meaningless game and then we averaged like 26 for every other game and then when it counts everyone all of a sudden everyone's at the
1: goddamn pumpkin patch i don't know it's fucking <laughs> yeah. weird it's funny i was about to say the exact same thing I was Like, is everyone like picking apples and out of fucking pumpkin patch i
2: was in the <laughs> morning but you know what
1: i was at the fucking game yeah
2: schedule I- accordingly
1: it's like you don't want to get mad at people for not Spending money and going to a game, everyone can do whatever they want, you know, but
2: I just, it's more of the excuses. I was just, from people who, most of the people who are going to the game, well, you know, people got, uh, and then people, one of the uh, excuses I didn't really like, it was like, well, people are afraid because they know Cincinnati teams suck on the playoffs, so they're waiting to see if they
1: win the first one and then they're going to go. I was like, what? Who, like, what? did anyone actually do that? No, no <laughs> one would fucking say that. I just, I'd be curious to survey like the almost 10,000 more people that were at Red Bulls too. Why that and not this? Did we did we overhype the regular season championship? <laughs> maybe. I think maybe some people think it's over.
2: <laughs> we got all the casuals are like, what are you talking about? Did you hear, Jeff? <laughs> we're winners. <laughs> Actually, they, they ignored the comeback part. Um, I want to negatively shout out uh, Golf for Miami, <laughs> our old friend. I saw on Discord. He said he couldn't go because his in-laws were in town. Bro. Oh get out Who of the house man? fucking shit <laughs> like here's the thing when you're married you can get away with that stuff because what are they going to do just divorce you over that <laughs> bro it's <that's> cool <laughs> this is not nice school. she's not gonna dump you on a whim you'd be like no this is really important i'm gonna go to the fucking playoff game could be the only one nearly was so bro if you're not there next week maybe you Get the divorce papers.
1: <laughs> you have to put up with this shit, Doug. Yeah. That, uh, same sentiment for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was, I'm pretty
2: sad about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes the whole season and, uh, in my mind he was going to probably be, I'm happy with Welshman, but I was in my head. It was always going to be Koenig coming in. Yeah. You know, the, the energy man, but, uh, I don't know. It says timetable unknown, we were told, from what like, I heard. He's not coming back. Yeah, but uh, you know, if he can come back, even just to like to be there for a, a possible championship, that'd be that'd be super duper. Nick, um, we haven't given you a chance to yap. Did you have any in- attendance thoughts or just any other bullshit?
0: I'm just over here thinking about how only about four hours ago I sent you guys a text that my laws were coming in town next week. <laughs> and I had to figure out what the situation was before you bought tickets. Forgot about <laughs> so that. I guess I guess I figured out the situation. I guess go ahead and get the tickets. <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> um,
2: hey, you're already starting at an advantage because you went to the first one. But
1: you know, I'm thankful because I got a text from my kid's mom. Like, hey, next Saturday there's this birthday party. So it's ready a five i know it's your weekend i'm like oh <laughs> he should have put up a fake fight like
2: this always happens on my time <laughs> but i'll allow it yeah I'll... you owe me one <laughs> I'll Allow I'll <it. laughs> um you owe me a big favor <laughs> and she watches a video of nick choking you at the next game like yeah. you seem okay. okay um yeah i don't know what else happened this week not a lot you know last last week seemed to be the big week of stuff
1: um this week there'll be a lot of cool well, banter I mean, with rebels 2 fans for sure
0: are, are we gonna have a just like us segment on this pod because it's starting if there's right anything, now go ahead <laughs> if there's anything that makes an fcc player just like us it's waiting at the bmv um can <laughs> i tell the story or no
2: uh, please i literally have nothing else to say <laughs> it sounds sarcastic but that's true
0: so I walk into the BMV nice. and it's nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Got it. I just dropped my kid off at pre-K. Okay. <laughs> and uh, there sitting in the corner is dyed, blonde hair, Kenny Walker with his head down, looking at the ground like the rest of us at the BMV. So I walk in I'm like, uh, fuck it. I'm going to go get a picture of this guy, shake his hand and you know, whatever. So I walk over. He looks up at me as I'm approaching him. I'm like, "Hey, are you Kenny Walker?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Kenny Walker." And it was like, the, for my first time, I was no one wants to talk to people at nine o'clock in the morning at the fucking B&B, and I already feel like extremely self-conscious at this point. I'm like, "Hey, man, um, I'm a big fan." And I shake his hand. I'm like, "You care if I describe a picture with you?" And I, I swear, I'll leave alone. Like, I won't sit here and fucking bother you, whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then he started going into, like, he's like, yeah, how, how is your morning going? And I'm like, oh, um, and like, I can't get my phone to work. And I'm like, not answering this question. So at this point, like, I look like a fucking spaz and I finally get the phone, my camera going. And, um, I'm like, oh yeah, a, morning's good, man. And I, I get a picture and, uh, I'm like, well, thanks a lot, man. Um, good luck tomorrow. Now remember this is Wednesday. So I wished him luck on his fucking Thursday practice, apparently. He, he, I go sit back down, and he goes and does his thing, whatever. And uh, he gets up, and he starts to walk out, and he looks over, and he goes, Nice uh, nice meeting you. And I was like, Kenny. And he stopped and looked at me, and I got up, and I walked over to him, and I was like, and I leaned into his ear, and I said, Bottom right corner.
1: <laughs>
0: and he looked at me, and I and I looked at him, and I shook my head, and I said, You'll understand on Saturday. <laughs>
2: Four days after your game tomorrow. <laughs> I swear that part of the story was gonna be true and it's gonna be you going um, I meant I meant Saturday. Like you had, you had to <laughs> you had to correct yourself. <laughs> Kenny, okay, before you go, say it, man. not I might
1: you noticed. I said Thursday, but I meant uh, that's really gonna bother
2: me. Did anybody else in the BMV like look at you like who the fuck is this guy? not, not you, like who are you, but like people who I know I knew who can walk away yeah, the- like, kind of curiously like who is this? Like who else yeah, no one, no been? one,
0: no one. I don't think anyone. It was, it was mostly old people, and they, no one knew what was going on. And I told the guy next to me, I was like, "That's an FCC player and when he went up," and and he goes, "Oh, well, I guess he's got to wait in line like the rest of us here at the BMP. <laughs> so that's that's a that, that's all.
2: <laughs> There's not a fast pass for FCC players. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you got into it deep with the Weigel brother about your LaSalle storied LaSalle career
0: well let's let's be honest here you were the one that initiated <laughs> that I'm a hall of you, you put me in this like, like, like I had to turn to him I was like yeah I'm a hall of famer <laughs> like, like like after you announced it oh that's not yeah I usually don't lead conversations like that like it was Brad actually and and he, he we were talking but there was a part of me suspected I think he thought that I'm just fucking making all this shit up and cause he's just like, what year did you go to LaSalle? like, some of the questions were getting probing. I'm like, um, this guy's onto me, man. No, no, he was cool. I, I, I had a good time talking to him.
2: No, nah, I was a hall of famer at the virtual school
1: soccer team. What was his joke? We, that was really inappropriate that you said you could use. <laughs>
0: Well, I, we probably could have used it, but now that you just explained to everybody that it was his joke. I don't know, Jonah, do you remember? It's something it, about a penis head or it something. It's, a big, a, <laughs> a,
2: it's about a big dick Tifo. It's something that's way below us that we never talk about. I don't know. Yeah, and if everybody enjoyed the Tifo out there, I don't know if a couple of those gray columns, yeah, painted here's yours truly. The smallest part of the Tifo, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, great job. It was good. Yeah, look nice, and it went up without a without a hitch this time, which is good. Bodes well. I was saying for next week for the Red Bulls, we just flip it over, paint on the other side. <laughs> it's very spray paint. This is what you deserve. But uh, yeah, it's officially Hell Week. Anytime we're playing <laughs> Red Bulls, too, shit gets crazy on Twitter. We just like mistakenly <laughs> keep tweeting at like Red Bulls one fans. We're gonna fucking tear your ass up. Like, who are you?
3: <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. Tell Bradley Wright Phillips, he's gonna get it. We don't understand
2: the sport very well. Nick, do you have any other final potpourri thoughts or thoughts on the week?
0: I shared your Break the Curse um, on Reddit. I didn't see I it. Was, getting, was
2: it within – it wasn't its own topic or was it within – No, it was, it, was in, it, was,
0: it was in the match day. Oh, okay. And I, I shared it, hashtag, and uh, started getting fucking downvoted. Like, <laughs> come on, people. Like, I think if people were just put off because it was calling it a curse and people get really like rubbed the wrong way, but – Let's be honest. It was a fucking curse. Twenty-eight years, man.
1: Hey, it did well on Twitter. Yeah. So
2: don't tell the Cyclones. Yeah, cyclones <laughs> are very
1: angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking butt hurt. And then Pat Brenner retweeted that, of course. But uh, you guys don't exist to me. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> like literally, like I like value your existence because of your like brief tiny involvement in uh, airborne <laughs> I was wondering where you're going that. <laughs>
2: but beyond that I mean come on yeah you know what I'm going to play real quick uh, in case the very small Venn diagram of people that don't follow us on Twitter and listen if you didn't hear the break the curse song here it is boom break the curse
3: kill the demon gouge his eyes out just a
2: stuff mm, great yeah, song great falsettos love that um I realized I thought sometimes I tweet like on the weekend or late at night and the tweets don't get much traction I thought it was because of the time of day but uh you know I got a lot of likes and retweets on this song so it turns out <laughs> it was just bad content before and that's why I wasn't getting any traction <laughs> so you know proper content gets proper results uh, I figured Zach, it was from
0: no I just figured all the likes were from poison fans. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't I'll take your word for it but you know I was not aping home sweet home yeah right yeah right (laughs) Uh, Zach do you have any final thoughts on let's just do the week let's just wrap it the fuck up because we'll be back next week no I think we talked that game to death
1: not much else to say is there
2: There's really no need to listen to another podcast this week from anyone else. I mean, we really (laughs) covered all the bases. Just kidding. Got to hear if they mention me. Uh, Nick, final thoughts? The game next week? You jazzed? You ready to go?
0: Let me look at my notes real quick and see what I had. I had some thoughts. Um, (laughs) And now's the time. Billionaire. (laughs) <laughs> no no i don't have anything Dude, should we, we talk need... about that no i don't want it it was whispered
1: to me oh know. okay uh, it was also whispered, final, my... it was whispered to nick that kadeem dacres was a kind of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and Wiedemann's an angel everyone already knew that yeah.
2: as soon as he posted that video after the fire game where he's wearing suspenders and puts out the mini fire <laughs> <laughs> we knew we knew, uh Nick, you looked at your notes. What are your final thoughts?
0: uh final thoughts is our plural um damn it, think we're think we're i think I think we are going to score some goals in regulation next week. I think you're right about that i I think we have played very well against New York this entire season, so yeah, man, we need to start raining them in first half, get it going. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll be, I'm going to be there. We're going to do it. Let's are do you? it. Keep on keep on moving. Are you? Well,
2: <laughs> don't write checks. Your ass can't cash. Uh,
0: well, the way you I look at it there. is, it, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say it was, uh, Max. It was nice meeting you, Mr. Kakarot. So man, you guys
1: are all on the inside now. I'm going to stay solo.
2: <laughs> yeah Nick is like I'm coming early I need some of this adoration you didn't come early (laughs) enough for Jeff Birding shout out you could have gotten some false credit for the song you had nothing to do with (laughs) I love those Knifey Lion Radio guys (laughs) collectively sitting there editing that song together final thoughts Uh, can't stop not losing still that's technically a win
1: Uh, yeah one more thing Uh, Amelia I see that you and Nick have gone back and forth on Twitter a little I haven't forgot about you (laughs) Although no. I heard there
2: were some Dian Schlag members at Top Cats. No. <laughs> like not
1: having to make that extra long march from, uh, as the kids call it, Mex. My final thoughts. I marched from uh, Krishna carry out <laughs> to samosas. And I burnt my tongue shoving them in my mouth before I walked in the stadium. <gasps> as one does. I'll talk about more like that on my solo pod.
2: <laughs> it's called food and stuff. <laughs> Stuff is spelled S-T-U-P-H for no reason.
1: That's what Nick always wanted. Uh, Nick always wanted a new metal band called Suffer with a P-H. <laughs> well, Nick, if you want to join the pride? There's already
2: a new metal band happening with your boy Kakarot.
0: I do have one more thought. I fucking. I don't. This is just between us three, really. But okay, I sure. feel like feel like these games are the only time ever that I would be, that it's okay for me to grab Zach the way that I do and not get punched in the face. <laughs> Zach, is that accurate? Yeah.
3: I don't know.
2: Try me. <laughs> <laughs> I also realize we don't talk much outside of the podcast because you told me that you're in school. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that until right now. Good for you, Nick. Oh, bettering yourself. What a prick.
0: Do we, we, do we want to talk about this, really? <laughs> no. No. You could have just said it. Don't you know, give me a fucking speech about it. No, it's uh, applied psychology, if you must know.
2: Mm. Mm. All right, well,
0: Nick's have uh, it.
2: Nick's in higher learning, and uh, me and Zach are not bettering ourselves. So fuck you. Uh, I'm learning a lot about wood. <laughs> it's the lifeblood of. Trees. Furniture.
1: Oh, <laughs> Wood She's is the life
2: <laughs> Trees Wood. are like nature's furniture. Wood. Where would furniture be without you? Stiff. Nick, that was I need to say. One more thing. I, breath.
0: No, well, I didn't make a breath, but there is. I just want to clarify that I didn't feel like this was an open platform to talk about degrees after we, well, we wanna a tirade about how it was very useless to go get a college degree. <laughs> and uh, here I am. As we're saying this, I'm in a program Burning pursuing money. a degree.
2: Well, God bless, anyways. My final thoughts first place forever. <laughs> Louisville soon, but never. Danny Koenig forever. Danny Koenig,
0: Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig.
2: Rise together.
3: Yeah. yeah. All things don't need moving slow, even though it's big. Oh, so I'm a new species that swings on the road. Come to reach and lose both. Got springs like a toad, Suffer free in the tote. Suck so drown like brown white diamonds. Paris. Yeah. Copy sound Mike got two wings. Paris. All right. Landing down when caught two wings. It's lit. Time to scrape at the stage, two wings. Yeah, yeah. Better pray, better pray, two wings. Oh, yeah. Brand new, brand new, this new place, I got two. New world, new sky, that's so blue, it's black me New growth, new growth, all these phase are outgrew Blue bands, blue bands, get my cash from drop through Boy, you're too flash, too flash, keep the flash in the mood Bitch, I'm too cold, too cold, see my breath, visible is